0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a Monday rundown of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Sean and I jumped right in. We talked NBA playoffs first. Following that, we talked a little bit of MLB, just the local teams. We kind of sulked for a second there. And then after that, we talked PGA, uh, uh, PGA Championship coming up next week. If anybody wants to hop on, shoot us a tweet at Sorry Sports. I'm looking for a co-host that week. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports and enjoy the pod.
1: everybody and welcome back into the sorry to interrupt podcast tom i feel like after all those frenchy pods only doing one last week was kind of weird i think we're a little more reset we're back into our monday rundown routine how you doing
0: i'm doing all right um yeah frenchy Frenchie's pods were a long time and we needed a bit of a vacation so one pod last week we'll get back to the grindstone this week
1: absolutely there, there's plenty more content coming but I feel like with the NBA, you kind of want some of these series to marinate a little bit so we can really talk about them at length. And I think we got to lead off, of course, with your New York Knicks, who trail 2-1, big game four tonight. Um, and I just want to let you take the floor here, man. How do we feel after the game two win, after the game three no-show? How how you feeling right now heading into game four?
0: I feel terrible. Um, I didn't even feel good after the game two win, which I claimed on the pod was a must-win, especially without Jimmy B playing. Um, game tips off right about now It's 736, probably just tipped off. And I mean, I, again, I don't think we spoke even after the Knicks one, just cause I was so disgusted, uh, with how close that game was. And, and you let, um, Gabe Vincent and Cody, whatever is, what's the, what's the other guy's name? The twin brothers from Nevada. I can't think of his name. Uh, Cody Martin Cody Martin go off as if they're you know Jimmy Butler reincarnated and it's like now you all you're doing is giving these guys fucking confidence to go to to do that later on in the series when Jimmy B does come back and Jimmy B got 28 and also spread the ball around very well and you lost in the third game and honestly I barring a massive game from Randall and uh, Brunson who we need so desperately I just don't see us taking another game in this series. I know how recency bias that is and how much the pendulum can swing, but I just lost a lot of comp. We should have beat them by 15 that game, um, game two. I don't remember what night that was. And we scraped by, by the edge of our pants. I don't even know. Maybe it was a five point win, whatever, but it was really a one point win until it came down to the, to the free throw contest. And then they're getting fucking Mitch with dumb fouls and foul trouble. Um, the other center, too, Hardenstein, he's getting dumb fouls, too. We're just playing stupid basketball here. And now Quigley's out as well. I know he's been up and down in the playoffs, but he's an integral part to that second unit, another guy that we need for his scoring, and he's he's gone. So I, I, I if it's going to be hard to see unless Randall really starts to even out his play and Brunson just steps it up just a tick more from the last couple of games that I've seen us winning another game.
1: I mean, I would probably be in the same mindset as you uh, after a game three like that. I mean, I, I really don't love the downplaying game two. I mean, you had to win the game, and you did win the game. I know it wasn't pretty, but your your team and the Heat are you know they're pretty evenly matched from the standpoint of like they don't play a beautiful brand of basketball. They both muck it up a lot. You came out of there with a win in a game you had to win without Butler. I don't care if it was by one or thirty five. You got the win, and that was an important game, and Hartenstein played really well. I think uh, getting a couple of offensive rebounds late in that uh, late in that game to set up a Josh Hart three. So I think that was a good win. And when you have that much time off, you know, you're heading to the opposing team's home arena. But let's be honest, South Beach is New York south. I mean, come on. You've got so many Nick fans in the building. You can't let the Heat do that to you. And it was over from the jump, and I guess where I would be, the most concerned and despondent about, if I'm a Knicks fan, is I, I really don't know what the team can do other than make more shots. And this is not a Knicks team that is, uh, you know, absolutely scoring the ball machine. And they don't hit a ton of threes. And now with quickly hurt, and wasn't giving you much anyway. I do expect Brunson to be better. I expect Randall to be better. He just has to be. That was like one of the worst games I've seen him play all year. But you just don't want him to force it, right? And I think now is Mitchell Robinson can can we get him to do anything? I mean, he had three fouls in the first quarter. Man, he completely took himself out of that game. And yeah, well, it's two he, games in a row. Into, yeah, and they got into the paint so fucking easily. You just can't allow that to happen. I think at the end of the day, you can make some more shots. You got to keep the game close. Sure, uh, I just think, I think this,
0: you will. I just think this goes to show. I, I love Tibbs. Uh, I love. You know, I've done a, kind of a. Almost full 180. I guess I would do like a 160 on him just because I'm still not completely there. But from what he's done at the beginning of the year, I think what he's done with the lineup and trusting the young guys and whatnot has been amazing. But let's just face facts Spelcer is a better coach. And the game plan after watching the series that we played with Cleveland was get fucking Mitchell Robinson off the floor, get the ball to Bam, get him in foul trouble. Jimmy, go to the basket or whoever's going to go to the basket, get his ass in foul trouble and get him out of the game. Cause he's, cause they can't rebound when he's out there and he's taking the bait every time he's He's making such dumb fouls and he gets sat down because Tibbs won't play a guy with fouls. I don't really blame him in this situation because Mitch would just fucking foul out of the game because his basketball IQ level right now is so low. Um, now, I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, they, they needed to win game two, and I'm happy with it. It's more the point of looking ahead into the series. They should have blown that team out. I understand that a win is a win, but, like, you're missing Jimmy Butler. Kyle Lowry is 110 years old, and Gabe <laughs> Vincent and Cody Martin almost went out and ripped your throats out. I mean, come on.
1: I know, man, but you got to think about it this way. When the Knicks go off, a lot of those teams think the same way about the Knicks. Well, you let Emmanuel quickly cook you for 30. You let Quentin Grimes score 20. You let Josh Hart hit five threes. Like, they're all role players who know their role. I think the Knicks role players know theirs, too. I guess I'm going to ask you, like... Well, if they know
0: their roles, they better step the fuck up.
1: Well, I just think that it was one of those nights, man, where you just have to chalk it up to nobody's making anything. It was an absolute drought throughout the entire team. I mean, Brunson wasn't himself. Randall wasn't himself. I mean, nobody really did anything for you. You missed almost every fucking shot you took from what it felt like watching. But let me ask you, as a, as a fan, as you know this team really well, what adjustments would you make to the rotation with quickly out? Do you dare bring in a Fournier who could get hot and make some threes? He's going to kill you defensively, though. I mean, can Derrick Rose turn back the clock and maybe do a Kyle Lowry for one game where he gives you 14 or 15 off the bench? Like, other than... Needing Grimes to knock down some more shots and needing Brunson and Randall to go back to their all-star selves, I don't really know what other options you have.
0: No, there, there's not. I mean, I'm not pl- – Rose and – first of all, Rose has been washed all year. I hate to say it. And Fournier also – that's been terrible all year. I know you can hit a shot or two, but, like, I don't really trust bringing those guys in in another game where your backs are against the wall. You're down two to one. And and could you remember the last time either of those guys played?
1: No, and by the way, I'm only asking you to see what you, if you would do it. I would not do it. I, I don't want those guys stepping on no, the floor. No. But I don't know where else you'd go. I mean, Deuce McBride, can he get a couple minutes here? Like, I
0: think Deuce will get a couple minutes, you know, especially if the game gets—
1: and I haven't even mentioned his name.
0: Yeah, I mean, Obi Toppin's already been playing, and he's shooting a little bit better and making much better plays, so I can't really have a gripe with that, given what he was before this. He set the bar pretty low in the first, uh, what, two and a half years of his career, so he's doing a good job uh, raising it a little bit. I just think that guys like in Quickly's absence, guys like Barrett and Grimes really need to step up because Tibbs runs a tight lineup anyways, and I just think their minutes are going to increase. Maybe you'll see if it really gets desperate out there, you'll see like a Deuce or something, or or maybe they'll go with a big lineup and have Toppin playing the three and RJ playing the two. Um, but aside from that, like th- th- f- keep the old guy, keep the vets that, that are good for the locker room on the bench.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Barrett to me, man. I mean, Tibbs, he is, like
0: Tibbs, like a couple of years ago, maybe even last year, are uh, Derrick Rose will be playing like forty minutes tonight, but he's turn, <laughs> He may have turned the page.
1: Yeah, he's not going to do that. Uh, Barrett to me is the enigma. I mean, I was watching Game Three. I admittedly didn't have a chance to watch much of Game Two outside of the fourth quarter, where the Knicks ended up pulling that win out. But dude, when Barrett shoots a three, I never think it's going in. I never. Yeah, but he's so
0: up and down. Hand. Because would you be shocked if he gave you twenty nine and six rebounds tonight?
1: Would I be shocked? No, how he's getting those points if he's driving and kicking? Maybe he makes like three threes. Yeah, I could see that. If him he, and if uh, is that, it a
0: lefty did. thing that these guys are just so inconsistent? Like oh, I was. Look
1: at Brunson. I feel like every time true. Brunson shoots, it's going in. And uh, Randall to me too, between him and
0: Harden though, it's like, uh, what are we doing?
1: Well, we're going to talk about Harden. He's in a little bit different class based of off his career than uh, than Brunson. Ben Simmons is, you know? too. Oh boy, don't don't bring my team into this. There's no reason <laughs> to talk about the Nets or Ben Simmons on this pod I'm right just now. Just
0: saying, as a lefty thing, it's like uh, they, well, uh, they turn
1: into head Period. Cases. So I'll take somebody like Barrett or Randall, even on his worst nights. At least they're going to shoot I'm the sure ball. Sure, Randall's with a Chance too. of it going in. Um,
0: Who's the greatest yeah. NBA lefty of all time? Is it Chris Bosh?
1: I mean, I think you do have to put you do have to put some respect on a Harden name.
0: Yeah, true. Who had
1: a better peak career, Harden or or Bosch? It's obviously Harden.
0: I guess so. I mean Bosch had a had a major setback with the Hart thing.
1: Right. Um, and he is, he accepted a lesser role and all that, but um no, getting back to the point, though, is, is Barrett. I need to see him attacking. I need to see him, you know, man, make know. a shot or two just to get a little bit of confidence because I swear to God, man, every time he shoots, I just never think it's going in. And I'm sure that with every miss that he has, and he's hearing the Knicks fans that travel down to South Beach get a little disgruntled, he hears them at the garden. It's tough. I, I, I just looked at the score. The Heat are up 15 to 9 halfway through the first. So, you know, keep it close and let's see if you can. Make a couple of shots.
0: Yeah, it's all we can do, and we just perimeter defense. has been terrible. They've been able to get in the paint at will. Let's let's put the clamps on a little bit more. We need to protect Brunson because everybody's just it's a turnstile. Um, Manu Ginobili, another lefty. Um, yeah, yeah. Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen, your boy. Chris Mullen, Nate Tiny Archibald. I'm just looking up right now.
1: <laughs> we'll go through. Willis Reed,
0: another one. Willis, the
1: captain. David the Robinson captain.
0: was a lefty. Okay, there's another. Bill it's Russell like
1: was a lefty. Bill Russell didn't need to even shoot. He was yeah, so I guess I'm just side,
0: disrespecting but. lefties if that's the list that I'm going to throw out there. Lefties better well, you, than I thought.
1: It's weird. You have three on your team. Most most teams mm-hmm. don't
0: even have one. I know. You would think it would change the eyesight a little bit and us have better shooting percentage, but I guess the Knicks just suck. Um, all right, let's yeah. I mean, like you said, we just we need to we need to shoot better. We need to there's a lot that needs to be better in order for the Knicks to win this series, and it starts tonight. Let's just perimeter defense is a major thing for me because if you're guarding better on the perimeter, it gets Mitch somewhat out of trouble, and if we can keep Mitch in this game and he can muck things up and and really, you know, just basically eliminate the paint on both sides of the ball, then we can win.
1: And you also need the Heat to regress to the means a little bit too. I understand that. I mean, we're they go from the poetic.
0: worst offensive team in the league to look it, what they've been doing.
1: That's my thing, man. I mean, we're waxing poetic about how well they know their roles and how perfectly they fit. And yes, Bolstra is an amazing coach and Heat culture and all that bullshit. You know, these guys—they're—they're they're starting three undrafted free agents. At some point, they need to have a stinker too. Because in Game Two, they weren't particularly good. Neither team was great shooting, but. I mean, they—they they were just—they were on one in Game Three. You got to imagine at some point some of those guys are going to slow down. Duncan Robinson, who lost his job, is only playing because Tyler Hero's hurt. He's going and off. You can't, let, you can't let him come into the series. You knew it was X X coming. Though.
0: You knew, You of saw course. it was coming from a mile away.
1: A fucking course. He just but got himself
0: another him. contract.
1: It's incredible.
0: Yep. No, that's a guy that—that's a guy that if he was a pending free agent in the 2000s, he would be a nick for so much money.
1: (laughs) Let's not talk about those dark times because I think regardless of what happens, uh, this has been a very successful season, but it's hard to say that in the moment. Go win win tonight, man. Get this dub.
0: Let's get it. All right. Celtics-Sixers tied up. um, James Harden. I mean, some games – Two games, he's shaking off the playoff demons. Let's just say that. First round, I throw out the window. We don't care about first round hard. Now now it's starting to get interesting.
1: Well, they have two wins in this series. He has 45 in the first game, and he had 42 yesterday, including the game-winning three out of the pocket, the corner pocket. Embiid
0: um, playing like a little biatch for an MVP.
1: You know, I'm hearing that, and I'm not a big Embiid fan, as you know. He's playing with an injury where he, you know, it's a four to six week injury. And he's I know. back in two. I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time shitting on him when, when he's doing You're that. You're not you a
0: see. big Embiid fan? Why is that? Just for the oh, pandering for the MVP?
1: No, it has nothing to do with that. I just, I think he's a little low key dirty of a player. Um, and, you know, there's a history between the Sixers and, and my team. And there's a lot of just, there's a lot of chicanery that he pulls and he's yappy. Um, but he's great. Obviously he's great and he wants to play all the time. And I really do respect that. Um, I very much respect that, but it's hard for me to shit on him. Um, when he's dealing with the injury that he is, but this is why you traded for James Harden because he is supposed to be able to take some of that load off of Joel Embiid's back. Tyrese Max is going to have his moments, but I don't think he's a guy that you're going to consistently, you know, count on a couple years. But again, here's my question with Harden. How can you have forty five and forty two, and then the other two games look com- like you're not even playing? What do you have eleven points in game two or something like that? Like
0: taking the LeBron oh, James route, it's bad. He hasn't earned that, right? But he's taking the LeBron James route, whether he well, earned done it or that not. Too many
1: times, and his resume isn't as clean as LeBron James's, so he needs to. I'm not saying give me forty a night, but. Can you can you average this out a little bit and just give me 22 23 every night?
0: My thing is like, hey, if you play as hard as you do in the first 5 games, you might get you might go 4 and 1 and and then you can rest and not even have to show up to the arena cuz the series is over. Did you know that? Did Hartman you know, know I uh,
1: <laughs> I did hear that if you win 4 games really quickly, you don't have to play for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and then you could like go to Houston or Atlanta Magic City on a Monday whatever you want man I mean
1: <laughs> he hit a Vegas before game one and he was legendary fuck but yeah Morey, I'm sending him back there between every day off
0: that's a very MJ like but he is uh not very MJ like when it comes to winning time although you know he has proven it out so far and then as for the Celtics, I mean, Simmons bitched about it enough on his pot. It's just terrible fucking coaching, going to the, going into overtime with timeouts in your pockets, ending the game with timeouts in your pockets with that kind of team. Um, Marcus Smart taking shots that he just shouldn't. Celtics are so far beyond a much better team but they may lose this based off just bad coaching because you can't say it's inexperienced because even Tatum's been in like fucking huge games early on in his career it's just bad coaching
1: I think it's been bad coaching and some bad play from some of the most important players I mean I know Tatum caught fire late uh, and was reason that game went into overtime but man he was Awful for the. There's a missing persons alert out for him in the first three quarters of that game. There was, it was
0: but then he stepped up when it counted. I can't really shit on him because it's all but about. What is he the, doing
1: in that last possession to wait that long? I agree. and Then take it out to Smart, take over, man. Go to the line, do something.
0: But that's why I blame the head coach because it's like if you if I see my guy doing that, I'm like time out, time out. Like let's fucking talk about this here. We have the yeah. time out. There's no time left. Let's let's figure this the fuck out. Let's take whatever it is the minute and the half that they give you for the timeout and like draw up a real play here
1: i want to give philly their credit because you and i both dismiss them and we dismiss harden a lot and rightfully so yeah, but we got it we got a huge win
0: listen they got to win the series and they got to win yeah they probably got to at least win this series for me really to eat crow but i mean he's getting there Two point yeah. games is nothing to shake a stick at
1: oh absolutely not man i mean and he's he is such a front runner, and we know that when he's when he makes a couple shots early, it's get out of the way because. But he did
0: hit that game winner, game. man. He did hit I it. Know. I mean, listen, it was wide open. You and I, I, you know, I think me and you probably both go three for ten on that shot, which is pretty good for amateurs. But still,
1: I think I go <laughs> at maybe this five point. I may now. not make one. I haven't <laughs> shot. A basketball yeah, you got
0: to like let me warm up first, obviously. But
1: yeah, I mean, I'll, I think you could walk over it and drill one for me. It might be a little rough watching. Um, but yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, Harden for every big shot he makes, I, I understand that he's all these players are not going to comment on their bad postseasons, but it's in their mind, you know, it's a thing. Uh, narrative's out there, and if he can do anything to, you know, just push that narrative back a little bit more, I mean all the props to him, but yeah, I don't like the vibes in this Boston locker room at all. Not at all. Games.
0: Now, if Boston loses in this series, which I think it goes seven and Boston wins, by the way, but hypothetically speaking, if Boston loses, does Missoula lose his job?
1: Oh, it's a great question. What do you think?
0: Um, I mean, you just let Emei go to Houston, which mm-hmm. I... That was a very, very unique situation. And I think the Celtics wanted nothing to do with that. And we're happy to see him go and just kind of be out of it. So I can't really fault them for that. I just think they wanted that whole thing to be over with. Um, But, yeah, I I think it's tough to bring the guy back when he – I don't know, unless you hire, like, a major assistant to help him along. But most of these guys that would have the experience to be a major assistant on this kind of team would want to be the head coach. So, yeah, I do think he might get fired.
1: Well, and yeah, I, I, it's so hard to say because, again, like, he's a young coach. I believe he's the youngest coach in the league, right?
0: Yeah, he is. But, I mean, talk about, like, look at teams with expectations. You know, these these owners are – much quicker to pull the trigger on a firing and a hi- and another hiring. I mean, look at look at the uh, Milwaukee Bucks with Coach Bud. I mean, he won the title. Yep. I know, and and I know that we were we were saying before they won the title that year that that he was going to lose his job if he didn't win. But then he won, and that usually mm-hmm. buys you like what five six years. It's been like what a year and a half, not even two years yet, and he's already gone. So. The owners are very quick nowadays. It's a very fluid no, they situation. Are.
1: They are, but I don't know if the Celtics owners are. Because I feel like they were going to move off of Eme and not even consider reinstating him and letting him go to Houston and let the NBA figure out whatever discipline they wanted with him that Missoula was, listen, we're handpicking him. He's going to be our guy for the next 15 years. I and, think
0: it matters. I think it really depends on Brad Stevens because I think that... That front office and that team just does whatever Brad Stevens says.
1: That they do. Um, I also have to say that I don't 100% know what the tenor is of the leaders on that team uh, about him. There's definitely some been some really weird Jalen Brown comments, I think more so about Boston as a whole. Boston um,
0: and the and the money situation, I think.
1: Yeah, and I also think that Simmons has talked about it too. But I do think that it was kind of fucked up of them to not address the KD rumors last summer after being the best player on that Finals team that lost in Game Six to Golden State. Uh, I could understand that rubbing him the wrong way, and I think you and I expected Boston to not really skip a beat, even with May leaving. The these guys are even though they're still super young, they're so they're so experienced, right? Battle what tested. <laughs> yeah, battle tested. There you go. Um, so you kind of expect these guys to take that next step, and they still do a lot of dumb shit that they were doing three, four years ago.
0: Yeah, I know. This team's so young. I mean, they haven't even really reached that age yet. What? How old is between between Jalen and and uh, Tatum? How old are they? Like twenty? I think
1: they're twenty five and twenty six. Are they, respectively? That's twenty twenty four and twenty five. Yeah, maybe? just
0: around that age. I think Jalen's a year older than.
1: Because Tatum's first year was, what, 17, 18? Jalen Brown
0: went is 26.
1: I think Tatum's a year younger than him?
0: I would assume if they were both one and done. Yep, he's 25. So, I mean, that is, yeah. you're not looking for a player to really win, and that's the thing that everybody needs to put into fucking perspective with. Even Luka and whatnot. I mean, some of these, most of these superstars, look at, George, look at all the greats. They don't win until, like, 27, 28, and beyond.
1: No, I think it was more...
0: It's just a Giannis thing that everybody's, you know, because he won at what? He won at like 27, right?
1: Yeah, I think it was something around there. But again, like, he went through his struggles, but I think even in some of those Milwaukee seasons, like, how often did we say that they were the best team in the East? Maybe in the bubble season when they went out early?
0: Yeah, no. I
1: don't think that they, I mean, they gave Toronto hell, but that was the Kawhi Raptor team that won a title. Prior to that, you still had Cleveland in the mix. I mean, this is the first year where I'm looking at Boston. I'm like, you're the best team, and you should probably win. And by the way, you just got completely bailed out by Milwaukee going out in round one.
0: Yeah, no, and that's another reason why Missoula might have to go, because the table is really set for them.
1: It's very set. Obviously, we know the situation's fluid. They rocked Philly in game three. Um, And that's that's the thing
0: with the NBA playoffs. I mean, we talk about the NFL on a week to week. I think the NBA even more is just so recency biased because I mean, harken back to the LeBron losing to Portland and me saying me saying some things <laughs> and then it's an all timer turns, turns around and wins the title and I, I'm hoping I learned from that, you know?
1: Yeah, and it is prisoner of the moment stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got to see how the series turns. I think out. the
0: series goes seven.
1: I think it can. You probably are you going to say we get one more vintage Harden game? One more like 38 40. Well, vintage teams. regular
0: season hardened game. We'll call it that. Oh, this is not yeah, okay, vintage for fine, playoffs. Fine, fine. <laughs> uh, I think mean, vintage,
1: like, he's going to put on a superstar performance. I think,
0: yeah, I think he's going to be heard from at least one more time.
1: Okay. Um, by the way, I want... Lost- I think he's got one more in him. I've still got Boston winning. I find it hard to believe that Philly's going to do it. And I would be Boston, shocked
0: if Boston is lost. Is Boston
1: really going to lose a game seven at home to the Sixers?
0: I think Boston, because the Bruins went out so early, I think it would get the city would get – I mean, listen, the Red Sox are hitting okay, but I think the city would get burnt to the ground if the Celtics lose.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't want to be the one to say it, because every time I mention something in, in the hockey world, you you snap at me. Uh, I said it. As if I'm out of turn, but you said it, so now there you go. Um, talk about, by the way, that Rangers series, to the Devils. That's, that's not good. New York's not happy about that.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't watch a single second of it, but I guess it sucks to suck. But it's good right. because my Instagram won't be flooded with people that are apparently Rangers fans. That I mean, how many minutes of games did they watch this year? Two. Yeah, yeah. that's why it's like, oh. do I, do I, do I have an Islanders hat? Yes, but do I like actively root for them? No.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I think that's fine. You, I mean, if you could tell me more than two players on the Islanders, I'd be absolutely shocked.
0: Don't know a single one, to be honest.
1: <laughs> Sorokin, the goalie, really. All right. Rick DiPietro. Uh, Big Pietro. All right. Let's move over to the West, and where do we want to start? Do we want to start in the California series? Do we want to go out to Phoenix? What are we thinking here?
0: Ah, let's do it in the order you wrote in the notes. Lakers are up on the Warriors. 2-1, 30-point win. AD and Harden just – I think they call each other up and say, are we going for it tonight or not? I mean, this this series, man, I I don't know. I mean, you know, the – First game, obviously, um, the the Lakers' AD goes off. Then the second game, he has 11 points. And the Lakers just continue to – Steph Curry is one of the highest IQ basketball players of all time. It's like, you're really going to double this guy at the three-point line and leave Draymond to do whatever he wants at the top of the key, which is basically find the wide-open Clay Thompson to get him 30 points. But then, you know, the Lakers made adjustments – um, in the in the third game, and they just blew him out of the gym. It wasn't even close.
1: No, it wasn't. Um, the Harden and AD comp is a very good one because I just truly don't know. Maybe you have an answer for me. I do not understand how somebody of that skill level and somebody who can be that dominant, obviously AD much more than Harden just simply due to the size and where he is at this point in his career, How you can go from 30 and 23 in game one to 11 points and just a non-factor. Like, I know we make fun of him for street clothes and always sit down. He might as well have been on the sidelines. I don't remember him playing a single minute of that game and then turning around and having another master class in game three. Like, do these guys just decide early on in the game? Eh, it's not really mine tonight. Uh, If we lose, I don't really care. I'll get him next time.
0: Yeah, you can't say oh, 80s dealing with this or dealing with that cuz I mean just look at the game before when he just has Wilt Chamberlain type numbers. Um I don't know. I I can't I can't figure this series out because do the Warriors play tonight or tomorrow?
1: They're tonight. They're after the Knicks heat.
0: Yeah, that's how it's been going. I I would not be shocked if the Warriors go out and win by, you know, 12 points or more and and all the usual suspects have a great game.
1: Who's the better team on paper to you? Like, who's the team that if they win by 30, you're you you're the least surprised?
0: It's Golden State. Yeah. For me, I mean, like, Wiggins is still a guy that's super athlete and can defend both a sides he had ball. the other night. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to call it a cheap dunk because it was an amazing dunk, but AD had his back turn. I don't think that would have happened if AD was prepped for it, but he still got him. Um, but – I mean, between, between Curry, the big three, where Clay, yeah, he's not going to get his own shot. He never really was much of a creator, but he could do it. Uh, now he can't even do it. It's just he's got to get open and win with smarts. Um, but you still have Curry. Draymond is playing, throw, throwing it back to like 20, 2017. And then, just I think their role players are better. So I, I you know, I they just they need fucking pool to step up. He's been brutal the whole playoffs, and he was like yeah. a linchpin last year.
1: He was. I wonder if we saw the best version of him last year because he just, in my opinion,
0: or is he like truly fucked up still from the punch in the face?
1: I think that's on the table, man. I think I think there's genuine animosity between him and Draymond and. Obviously, he doesn't – what is his role, like, really? He he wants to be a leader. He's not a leader when you've still got Clay, Draymond, and Steph. You know, obviously, Steph and Clay are going to gravitate a little bit more towards Draymond. I just
0: think Kerr should just strictly play him with that second unit, and that's it. You need offense out of that second unit when you're trying to get your guys rest anyways. Just play him with that second unit and let him be Steph on the second unit. No, yeah, obviously not. He's not. He's not Steph. But well, I know what you mean. You don't have to players.
1: overexplain that. You don't have to overexplain well, that. Well, for the um, listeners, just in case, <laughs> if anybody has been listening to us long enough and thinks that you believe that Jordan Poole is like Steph Curry, um, you obviously have not con- conveyed your thoughts well at all. Or these people truly will take everything at face value. Um of our listeners, by the way, but. Jordan Poole, I just I don't think he's a winning player, man. He's going to have his hot streaks. He is. He's a talented scorer. I don't think he's a winning player, and he's another one of those frontrunner guys. I hate constantly using that term, but when things aren't going well for him, he doesn't give you anything. His body language is bad, and I think it's really covered up by the fact that you're playing with one of the greatest players of all time and a championship team and infrastructure i think if he was the main guy or one of the two main guys on a team that team would win like 35 games
0: oh yeah i, I agree with that and did you so, know that he spent allegedly spent five hundred thousand dollars on a date with ice spice you know i did see that it's pretty hey, crazy yeah he's got the, yeah, he's got the bread
1: yeah throw it around a little bit yeah <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, if he was on a different team, he would not be anywhere near anywhere near anything. But then again, I mean, on any other team, on most other teams in the league, he would have a much bigger role because he is that good of a player when everything's going right.
1: Yeah, he reminds me a lot of those. You know, like I look at like Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas is a great scorer. He doesn't really do anything else for you, and he leaves a lot to be desired sometimes in terms of shot selection and when he's heat checking it's great but it's jamal crawford gonna, no because i i think crawford maybe early in his career but i don't think he ever was a guy that you that a team's like we're gonna make you the first or second option ideally except the knicks so, well yeah those are some bad those are some lean years for you
0: but, <laughs> yeah what do you what do you see this series doing
1: i, I mean, just want to say real fast i think the lakers by the way are they're the one that I would be much more confident in that they could dominate more games than the, than the Warriors.
0: I just, I don't know if it's because it happened so late in the season where they made all these adjustments. I just, I don't know why I just keep thinking back to when they sucked
1: pre, pre
0: trade deadline. Um, and I guess I'm just not accepting the fact that, you know, Reeves has turned into what he has and, Vanderbilt and Russell and even Hachimura have worked out the way they have. Russell
1: and Hachimura have been great.
0: Yeah, and I guess I'm just going to have to accept that and maybe go with maybe lead. You know, Maybe you know something better than me right now. Um, And I guess, what are you going with, the Lakers in six?
1: I got the Lakers in seven. I think they can win in Golden State.
0: I have no idea, so I'll just run with you. I think Golden State's still the better team. I don't know if I'm a Steph stan, but uh, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Golden State. Fuck it.
1: The best player in the series is Steph. The second best player is probably Davis. I would then say LeBron. And then, you know, your collection of Curry, Wiggins. I mean, I guess it's more about how you feel about those guys as opposed to the D Well, Dodgers, I think Draymond, creeps. you
0: gotta put ahead of all those guys. Oh, stop it draymond's been incredible have you watched him i mean I draymond, draymond obviously i don't have any numbers to back it up because draymond's gonna get you 11 11 and 8 but just I, I i would take him over any of these players right here right now except for the top three that you named truly
1: there wasn't much in game three that he did but he you're right
0: that's two. why they lost by 30
1: yeah he had a great game too yeah and they need another performance like that from him because he is gonna do all the dirty stuff. I mean Looney too. But I, I I just you could convince me into he's having a double double every night, but again, if Davis is doing his thing, Davis is gonna make him kind of obsolete. Jamichael Green started the other night.
0: Yeah. Well, somebody somebody was hurt. I remember. Um yeah, regardless, I just I I'm gonna pick best player in the series and go with Steph and Seven.
1: All right. I can't hate you, and that game would be at home too.
0: Yep, and this series, hopefully it does go seven because it will really shape up to an all-timer. Final series we'll talk about before moving on to MLB, if you're really going to make me talk MLB. Uh, The Suns tied up the series last night. First thing I want to say is amazing game from Booker, Durant, and Shemette. But I I just think that the Suns have to work so goddamn hard to put the ball in the basket against this Denver team, and they are so slim. KD and Booker especially have to play so hard. I just can't see them. I don't think they're going to be able to survive it.
1: You know that Booker and Durant alone combined to – either score or assist on 91 of the 129 points the Suns scored last night.
0: That's exactly my point. I'm not knocking them. I think they're amazing, of course. I just, they need, you know, you need a break every once in a while, and Denver's just coming out with, everybody's getting a bucket. Uh, Your old friend, Bruce Brown, has been playing amazing. I mean, up and down the roster. Denver just, you know, if, if, if we pick teams, Denver's, you know, three through 11 players would all get picked before the rest of the Suns after Booker and KD. There's
1: no doubt about it. Um, But again, star power does sometimes matter more than other things in in the NBA playoffs, especially when your star power is... The level of play that Devin Booker is on right now is patently absurd. Um, His efficiency is just off the fucking charts, and you combine him with the most efficient player of all time.
0: I think he is the best in this day and age traditional two guard since Kobe right now. Mm. Is that is that hyperbolic?
1: No. I would have to really think about it, but he you're right, he really has never been a player in his career where he's been the on-ball, the traditional point guard, right? Mean, at the beginning, I was, thinking, I was thinking Kyrie at times when LeBron was doing a lot of his point at forward because the, there was the, a stretch
0: there. At the very beginning, that's the thing about Booker is he can also set up teammates because he did play a little bit of. He had to handle the ball, but he's he's a two guard right now, and he's the best one I've seen since Kobe. And he plays so fucking hard, which yeah. was not his mo early in his career, and he's really blossomed into a top five player in the league he's been incredible KD has been amazing as well it's just they don't have the gas
1: well you you look at a game like last night when by the way Jokic had 53 points um he I, I've run out of superlatives for him he's just
0: yeah well since you I think the Suns have run out of I mean the Suns have run out of ways to attempt to stop him too
1: <laughs> there's nothing you can do with him honestly and we know Aiden. I mean, he doesn't really stand a chance against against him at all. He should, I mean,
0: though. That's what pisses me off.
1: Yeah, we talked about it a lot last week. Uh, who is who is it? Wyman? Lehman? The backup center for Phoenix? He was giving them more tough minutes against Jokic last uh, night. Yeah, at least he offensive awesome.
0: rebounds a little bit or t- attempts.
1: Yeah, he, gets, he throws some boats. He gets in there. He's not going to win many of those battles, but he's frisky.
0: Yeah, he he makes he makes Jokic sweat at least.
1: Here's the thing that you have to ask yourself if you're a Nuggets fan: How many more times is Landry Shamit gonna cook us from three? Landry yeah. Shamit, I remember him being a guy with the Sixers there for a bit, who was known as a as a three point assassin. And they moved him; they went to the Nets, and he was known as a three point assassin. But he couldn't play in the playoffs, and then he's bounced around. He went to Phoenix. I mean, dude I felt like last night was the first meaningful game first impactful game he's had in like five years.
0: yeah I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect him to hit five threes in the fourth quarter again
1: and, and to their credit though if you can get a game like that we saw some TJ Warren minutes last night I mean you just need a little bit of contributions because uh, Denver knows who they are they, those players know what they've got to do and they can they can distribute it around.
0: Where is CP3 right now? Because I cannot watch this much campaign.
1: I, I don't like doing this. They also look a little better without him.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that's just because, again, they're a better team with Chris Paul. That's not what you meant when you said that, but they need to use Chris Paul in 2023, not use him as if he's on the Clippers in 2016 again.
1: Chris Paul plays at a slower pace. Uh, Phoenix has played at a much quicker pace the last two games.
0: Yeah, they need to push. They do. They need to get. They need to get Jokic running. He does not. As you can see, he does not like to run.
1: That's a big man.
0: Yeah. No, I can't blame him. He can pass the rock, but he can't really run.
1: Um, I think that seriously because I know people are gonna say, "Oh, he." Sean thinks that they're a much better team than Chris Paul or that campaign's better than Chris Paul. It's not what I'm saying, but there Again, is a Don't explain of weird... yourself now, buddy. No, but this team looks like they're more comfortable playing this pace, uh, which you are going to get with campaign, who's going to do a lot of bad shit that Chris Paul's not going to do, but I don't know, man. They seem to be playing a little bit better with the younger, more... It's the tempo. You know, quick-paced... Yeah, quick-paced tempo.
0: And... That's the thing. They they just need Chris Paul to get the ball ahead if he's going to play, but that's just not what he likes to do.
1: No, it's not. Um, and when they're really playing that half court style instead of that run and gun, uh, they're just not as effective. And and Denver's able to get into their sets on de- on defense a little bit easier.
0: Denver in six. As Phoenix of right now, seven. for me, wow, Phoenix and seven. Jesus, they're going to have to catch. What do these guys get going to Germany? <laughs> getting their fucking blood <laughs> spun around self. or whatever. <laughs> and they must be hooked up to an IV 24/7 if you think they're going to win. My god. Jokic
1: and Murray have been amazing, but I just think that the the rate at which Booker is playing right now along with Durant, can you tell me they can get two more of the next three games, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think- And then it'll be a very interesting Western Conference Finals between the Lakers, who decide to play every other game, and the Suns, who are dead.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's going to be rough.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get this out of the way real quick. Yankees.
1: Um. Did you hear Cashman, your boy, speak last week to the media?
0: Well, I didn't hear him, but I heard the quotes, and basically he said, like, put it on me or something. Well, I am. Just so you know, I am.
1: I appreciate that. We all can. Um, Again, to me, it's he believes that he built this team as a championship caliber team, and he's using injuries as an excuse again, which he used at the end of last season uh, when you had no other teams.
0: See, if I'm in the press room, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, "Listen, Brian, respectfully, Mister Cashman. Other teams have injuries as well, and they're still winning." Like, you want to know why? Because they have a very good farm system and they've prepared because, you know, we don't play we don't play games on paper here.
1: It's also you're requiring guys with injury histories. Yeah. You know, Josh Donaldson has had lower leg issues really for the last, like, five years. And he's so old he, as fuck. Exactly. I mean, LeMahieu, he's been hurt, so you got to have... I, it, to me, it's the inconsistencies again with what they say and Both how sides they of act. their mouth. When you say that you're a championship organization, you can't tell me you are if Aaron Hicks is playing every day and IKF is playing positions he's never supposed to he's never been playing. You can't tell me you're a championship organization when guys who are not major league ball players are playing all the time and they're not just playing because of injury, you've been giving them the longest leash in the world to play. And that's what frustrates Yankee fans. I also will say this in defense of us and a lot of other crazy Yankee fans. The reason that we get so pissed about this team is because that mandate of championship or bust is coming from the front office and from the ownership. They might need to change that. Maybe you could do a little PR work with them up there. Because (laughs) when you say that, we're going to take it at face value.
0: I mean, but you have to, it's right? It's
1: not that way anymore, man. Well, why you don't we workshop date? this?
0: What would you like the new mandate to be? Let's let's talk this out.
1: I think that in a eloquent, well thought out way, mediocrity. You have to say, we put no, because it's not that, and we know that it feels like mediocrity because we're being told this is the championship expectation every single season, and that's not what we get. But compared to across Major League Baseball, they're winning in the regular season all the time they're a playoff team all the time i think they need to say we're going to do everything that we can to make sure we have a chance to win every single year don't say it's a failure if we don't win every single year because that's how fans are going to take it i appreciate the fact that this team you and i have talked about it i appreciate the fact that this team is relevant pretty much every year i can't really remember any summers even the years they didn't make the playoffs where they were completely out of it by june or july that's not what happens they do spend money I question how they spend it, and I question what data the plan? they're using to tell them that some of these players— I mean, that Minnesota Twins trade is, the, is easily one of the worst trades of all time that anybody's ever made. And Gary Sanchez is not even in the major leagues anymore. You took on $50 million of Josh Donaldson for a stopgap shortstop of IKF that didn't even pan out the full season. You were playing a AAA player in the, in the playoffs. And you took on Donaldson's salary so you couldn't go out and spend it on a guy like Correa or somebody else? I mean, that is, that's is—that's as bad as it gets.
0: Nothing else to say there. You
1: trade for Montas, who's hurt when you got him. <laughs> he's not going to throw a pitch. Carlos Rodon has a chronic back issue now. Chronic back issues, whether it's discs, nerves, Did we whatever. know
0: this, by the way? I don't think they did.
1: They did. They said it last week. No, no, chronic- no. I
0: know they know it now. Did they know this when they signed him?
1: I don't know, but based off of everything else, again, we wanted Radon, so I'm not going to shit on Cashman as much for that one. I think all Yankee fans really wanted them to get him, and they did. Outside of his last two years, this is a guy who's hurt all the fucking time. Yep. He gives the contract extension to Severino. He has not pitched a full season since you gave him that deal. And I think that's what drives us nuts. How do these injuries keep happening? Why does everything that becomes a one- or two-day thing turn into – a Month. three-month absence.
0: Um, I've had enough.
1: The loss yesterday fucking sucked. We've you set. get 6 nothing lead, and then Garrett Cole, who I really can't shit on, he's been amazing this year, Cy Young candidate worthy, decides to have his worst start of the year, uh, and they cough it up in St. Pete.
0: Nothing to say. I'm done.
1: You know, as bad as the Yankees have been, New York Mets have been really, really bad too.
0: Yeah. I mean, outside of uh, what's his name? Kodai Sanga, their pitching is, is alarming. And again, I don't know what the hell. I feel like they overspent on some of their offensive players. It seems like it's Lindor and Alonso and a whole lot of nothing else. Baby's been fine.
1: Baby's been fine. I got to ask you, man, are we looking at the end, the beginning of the end of Max Scherzer?
0: Yeah, I mean, Velo's down. Control is down. I don't know if he's hurt or he's just old or both. It might be.
1: He's just not looked great for a while. He needs to go to Germany. (laughs) He does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Scherzer is an all-timer, what he did in Washington. But then, like you said, in L.A., he he couldn't even finish.
1: Yeah, and he was bad down the stretch last year for the Mets and hurt and struggled in the wild card game and not starting off this season really that good at all. You hate to count these guys out, but again, we've talked about this offseason. You're hitching your wagon to Justin Verlander, who's 40, and Max Scherzer, who's 38.
0: Yep, a lot of miles on those arms, too.
1: What do the Mets need to do? You think that they need to call up some more minor leaguers, uh, like Vientos or somebody else, or is it really that they just need their pitching to step up?
0: I mean, yeah, that that's they can call up whoever the fuck they want, for unless they can throw seven innings a shutout ball. There's not much you could do there. I mean, their pitching is is truly, um, I'd say, a seven on the scale of panic right now. Seven and a half.
1: I think that's probably right because they've lost five out of six. They got swept by the Tigers and then lost two of three at home to the Rockies.
0: Yeah. And both of those teams suck.
1: (laughs) They are not good.
0: No, no. And like you said, I mean, pull up whoever the fuck you want. But I mean, unless the big guns come out and start pitching well, it doesn't matter. I mean, seriously, it's not like it's not like Scherzer's been. Eh, he's been awful. And I know Verlander's only been back for what one start, and mm-hmm. he got shelled by the Tigers. We'll throw that out the window because it was his first start back. But I mean, how are you going to win when you're down five, six, nothing in every single game?
1: You're just not. And there's some yeah. holes in the lineup, but it's it's the pitching. They're putting you they're putting you behind the eight ball a lot
0: holes in the lineup you can't you know that would averaging six to seven runs a game would be like a historic number that they're toast
1: there it's not good for new york baseball man and again it's the expectations both these teams you really have to question how they've spent the money i mean
0: are we moving on to football season early here after the next finish up
1: i really hope uh, i mean anything you want to get will on you want to do some quarterback tier rankings early we usually save it for (laughs) august we can do it in may i don't care
0: Oh, we might have to, bro. I mean, Jesus Christ Almighty! The Yankees are in what fourth place, possibly fifth right now.
1: They're in dead last. Yeah, at least they're eighteen and seventeen.
0: And I'm hearing it from Red Sox fans, and those guys are tearing the fucking cover off the ball.
1: They, they, they are not terrible, man. They are, they're not and great. They're th- but- And the only reason
0: the Mets have the same record as the Yankees, the only reason why they're not in the fucking basement is because they have the Nationals and the Phillies in their division, and they're trash.
1: And the Marlins, too. Yeah.
0: Marlins? Yeah, they're tied with the Marlins right now, actually. Um, I mean, the Yankees, this division is on fire. We're done. We're done right now. Stick a fork in us. I mean, somehow we're above 500, but...
1: Yeah, the, the the hard part with baseball now is we've seen too much evidence, and this is what anyone's going to talk themselves into is, you know, with the, with the introduction of the extra wild card, even when there were still two, like, man, I got to tell you what, last year the Phillies at this time were firing Girardi.
0: Yeah, even further you know, out.
1: National the Nationals were dog shit in twenty nineteen around Memorial Day. Before they turned it around, so yeah. But
0: here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. The
1: wildcard teams, though, they, none no. of them won the division.
0: I don't disagree with you. I 100% understand that. The Yankees. I don't know about the Mets because they have a new owner and whatnot. The Yankees are not willing to make the moves that the Phillies or the Nationals made in order to send them on that that run where one won the World Series and one went to it. The Yankees will not give up the prospects and make those moves. Period.
1: See, I look at it a different way. I don't trust the moves they're making. They did send out some of their top, not their top two or three guys last year, like Dominguez, uh, Peraza, Volpe, but they shipped out a bunch of top ten guys. But look who they brought them in for, <laughs> or look who they brought in for them. You traded real depth from your pitching, from your pitching uh, well down in Double and Triple A. To get fucking Frankie Montas, Scott Efros, Andrew Benintendi, who are not contributing in any way, shape, or form. They didn't last year, and they're not doing anything this year for you. So, like, those are the things that kill me. I, I don't really give a shit about if you're going to part with prospects. Cashman's shown he can do that. It's but the, the thing is, Cashman, in?
0: Cashman, that's the problem is, and that's why I don't think they'll make the actual deals necessary. Is Cashman always has to win every single trade by a million? Not even mm-hmm. by a small margin, and that's going to lead to a Montas trade where he gives up, you know, decent prospects for a guy like Frankie Montas because he thinks he's winning instead of going for the big fish.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, and not the playing issue. those guys exactly. What are your thoughts on Volpe before we close out baseball?
0: Playing the whole fucking season. No, I, I mean
1: like just how, what do you what do you? What, I don't know how much Yanks you've watched, but what do you yeah. think of him in his first month or so?
0: I mean, he looks he looks a little overwhelmed, but, I mean, all the tools are there. I mean, the hands are fucking lightning quick. He can hit any ball to any part of the ballpark. The power's there, and it's going to just get bigger and bigger. And he's a rangy shortstop with a cannon for an arm.
1: That per, That's a perfect scouting report. Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, it has he looked like a whatever another fish analogy like a fish out of water yeah but you know it's it's the first month or two or whatever let's fucking pump the brakes here okay jeter looked like shit for how long
1: and he's 21 years old too
0: exactly i mean just look at those hands i'm a sucker for hands i mean come on uh so we, what's this we, clint frazier said that about you <laughs> yeah clint Fraser is
1: still on my mind all right, all fastest right, no, hands
0: please. in the east
1: yeah, legendary bat speed. Yeah. Thanks, Cashman. No the right, prob- his problem. His problem
0: his problem wasn't the bat speed. It was that he was using that bat speed to swing at every single pitch that left the pitcher's hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and the hurt. Yankees did and the Yankees did him dirty too constantly oh, 100%. jerking him around between the majors and the minors and you know, they have their guys. They 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 have the guys that they're going to stick with through and through regardless and then they have their guys that you see it with Peraza right now. Why the fuck is he on this team? Just send him down triple to, to play him every day. But I digress.
0: It is it time we talk – well, listen, never mind. I was going to say it's time we talk about getting rid of Cashman. He just signed a, what, four or five-year deal. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's
1: not going anywhere. Him and Boone are not going anywhere. And, again, that just my whole point. You got to change the mission statement somehow, some way, because this <laughs> – what they're saying and how they're acting are very different things.
0: Yep. What can you do, man? All right. Let's talk a little golf. Let's do it. All right. Recapping the Wyndham. Did you watch any of the tournament?
1: I did pop it on for a little bit yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a fun one. Um, and I don't know if this was elevated or whatnot, but there was some it ballers. Is, it, was, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm.
1: They were
0: um, talking about it on on the NLU pod. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of it. Xander Xander seems to be another guy that he's just not going to win the big one, but he always ends up finishing in the top top half and always making the cut. Um, Wyndham Clark, don't know much about him. Heard of him before. Um, good for him. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I was
1: hoping you had more for me because I've never heard of him.
0: Yeah, he's young. I think he just came up. I think he's up off the Corn Ferry tour, but I'm not sure.
1: I mean, shooting a minus 19 for for the tournaments not not too shabby.
0: He's 29. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: <laughs> no problem. Went don't to need to force out. it. Um. So, what is the thing with Xander? In your opinion, is it is it mental? Like, what's what do we got to do to get him winning some some more tournaments?
0: I don't know, I mean he coughed it up pretty good at the Masters a couple of years ago when he lost to uh who was it, Masayama. Um yeah, I just I think it's a mental block. I mean, what else could it be? The guy's a baller.
1: Yeah, I mean shooting minus fifteen for the whole weekend. I mean clearly clearly the tools are there. Uh you just can't put it away, it seems.
0: Yeah. I. He is not like, although they're BFFs, he's not like can't lay to me. I think at some point he just hangs around the lead so often that at some point he's going to get hot one week and win a major. Uh, can't lay for me is just, you know, how I feel.
1: <laughs> we all do, and 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 you're going to keep picking him. Uh, by the way, did we talk about it on the pod that he has Tiger's old caddy with him?
0: Yeah, what was it Butch? Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Tiger gave him the blessing. I I don't know.
1: Is he going to be able to give him a kick in the ass to go a little quicker? Uh,
0: I would hope that. I thought you were going to ask if he can win a major. Um, well, w- we
1: know how we feel about that, but I hope to, I him hope him he moves him
0: quicker. along. Maybe that's yeah. why Tiger gave him the blessing, just so that he would. He did it for golf <laughs> in, in general.
1: Even while he's out, uh, Tiger's still you know doing everything he can for the tour.
0: Yes, I, I I really appreciate that. Uh, listen, maybe it leads to a major. I hope not. <laughs> Next week is our the big... The day
1: that he does, if he does, th- that your reaction on this pod is going to be legendary. I think I'm just going to put the phone on mute and just <laughs> let you go.
0: That's going to be a tough day. That'll be a really <laughs> tough day. Um, all right, let's, let's talk about the AT&T. Um, is this the week before... Is this is this the week before the uh the players? It is. Yeah. Oh no, excuse me, the PGA championship.
1: The PGA, yeah.
0: Yes. Um I'm very excited for that. We'll be doing uh recaps every night as we do. Now, for... buddy,
1: I hate to break this to you. That's the weekend on my brother's bachelor party. Uh, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come on this pod solo or bring somebody else on, maybe uh maybe Ryan. You're gonna you're gonna nah, need a cover
0: I, I'm, gonna have, I'm glad you let me know now so I can think about it. Understandable, you're not going to be here, but I am still disappointed. and I will hold I was grudge.
1: thinking. You know what's funny, Then is That was the first thing I thought of when I was looking at the schedule like two, three weeks ago. I was like, fuck, we're not going to be able to do our instant reactions after every round because I'm, I'm not going to be around.
0: I may have to just throw the microphone on and do it myself. I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, and we'll see what the hell happens. Um, but let's talk about this week. This week we got the AT&T. Byron Nelson, don't know what the fuck that is, Um, but it's held at TPC. Uh, Craig Ranch, which is in Texas. Enough fucking tournaments. Yeah, enough tournaments in Texas. I'm sorry. It's too many. What are you talking about? Just too fucking many tournaments, man.
1: How many tournaments are they playing in Cali to start the season and then in Florida?
0: Well, yeah, but that's part of the swing. They call that the West Coast swing and then the the Florida swing. You get, There's no such thing as a Texas swing.
1: Oh, well, maybe there should be. Uh-huh. Well, Texas.
0: I don't think so. I disagree. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, let me recap last week, by the way, before we forget. So you had uh, – I beat you. You had Keegan Bradley, who finished 35th, Tommy Fleetwood, who finished 5th, Colin Morikawa, who missed the cut, which put him at 69th. And Victor Hovland at 43rd. I had Cantlay at 21st. The guy always makes the cut. Plays the weekend, but doesn't play well. Ricky Fowler, 14th. Rory, 47th. And Cam Young, 59th. Uh, Not a good showing for either of us, but I finished at 33 and a quarter. You finished at 38th. Um, That gives us a tie, 5-5. I'm going to let you lead it off, even though I won. Go ahead and give me your eight.
1: No, 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 no. We have to keep it consistent. You won. Fair enough. Yeah. T-Box is
0: For me, I have Terrell Hatton, J.J. Spawn, who I have watched and I liked him. I think he might have won this year, but I'm not sure. Um, And K.H. Lee, reigning champion of the AT&T, Byron Nelson. And then my winner, my designated winner, (laughs) Scotty (laughs) Scheffler. (laughs) How
1: would you know? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I have Jason Day, Wow, Adam Scott,
0: picking the oldies Henry, with the goodies.
1: Henry Higgs and Tyrell Hatton, and give me Tyrell Hatton.
0: It's Harry Higgs. What I say? Henry.
1: Oh yeah, it's Harry. I can't even read my own damn handwriting. Harry Higgs.
0: Shocked if he makes the cut. He's really been struggling.
1: Yeah. Um, but I like the way Adam Scott was playing. He was playing some good golf. Day's been amazing. Day's been great. You know me. I picked him several times in my foursome this year. Um, and then I like I like the way Hatton's hitting the ball. I just like Hatton in general.
0: I know you do, and he's been playing really well. I think he I think he finished pretty well on this uh, last tournament too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he finished third, so he's playing yep. well. Uh, that we're going to cancel each other out on that one anyway. So, um, I like my chances, but we'll probably talk before the bachelor party, but are you getting excited?
1: Yeah, man, I am. Oh, we got uh, the
0: Monday rundown. Yeah. We'll talk. We
1: got the Monday rundown next week, but yeah, should be exciting. How's the weather up there? Cause I'm hoping for a nice weekend.
0: As of now, it's amazing. It was like 75 and sunny today. It's going to go down about 10 degrees tomorrow, but we got our first really nice weekend in this past weekend. I'm hoping hoping we're getting out of the rain. The April showers continued into the beginning of May, but I'm hoping that we're done with that because it was getting pretty annoying for it to be like 48 degrees and rainy every fucking day.
1: Yeah, fuck that. Once you turn the calendar to May, you're expecting more days like it sounds like you today, so... Yeah, week and a half away. Um, should be a lot of fun, man. I'm I'm excited and I'm happy for him, and I know he's he's really looking forward to it too. So
0: good, man. It's, good. Anything else going on?
1: It's been hot as fuck down here already. Um, no change there. It's like it was like 96 today. Oof. Um, but no, it was out uh, out and about a little bit on Friday night, and then Saturday afternoon prior to the Knicks game, and. It just got too hot, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired. I don't mind chilling the rest of the weekend, but everything's good. I was looking forward to our Monday rundown today. What else has been going on with you? I feel like we were talking every day there for a while.
0: I know. Uh, not too much. Um, you know, just life's going on. Work's, work's been busy, but I don't know. Went to Brooklyn this past weekend and then played a little golf. Uh, was the Brooklyn Knicks-
1: work or pleasure?
0: Pleasure. Went to Dumbo. Okay. Me and will love Brooklyn.
1: Nice.
0: Yep. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Knicks are down eight. That's the math. Eight at halftime.
1: There you go.
0: It's not looking good, dude. It's not looking good.
1: You just – I I just think you got just keep it close, man. I think you were down about that same score in game two for a little bit, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Biggest lead of the game, and that game was like eight or six or something, and we ended up winning. So let's see if we can pull this one out.
1: I'm rooting for you, man. I was thinking about this and I was talking with my dad, who you know is a Knicks fan, and uh, you know, I, I I truly have no... You and I come together on the Yanks, uh, but I have no animosity towards the Mets. It's the Mets fans. We agree on that. I, I have no problem at, at all with the Jets because, again, they don't dictate the Giants' success. The, the Knicks and Nets are legitimate rivals because they do have to deal with one another, and Generally, I would have no love for the Knicks, but with you being a diehard fan and waiting so long, and my dad going through so many lean years, and Frenchie we know is a Knicks fan, so I have found myself, as much as I thought I'd be conflicted, I- I'm rooting for all of your happiness over just the bragging rights of Knicks-Nets.
0: Well, good. I mean, we had to put up with your bullshit that came to literally nothing. For...
1: It literally came to nothing. Do you know if the Knicks win this series, they we would have done gone better. further Yes.
0: <laughs> yep. I, yep. Trust me, dude. I've been. I've been. That tweet is scheduled. <laughs> as that it tweet should is be. scheduled. <laughs> as
1: it should be. Well, worry about game four tonight, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do some reaction pods as the series keeps going on.
0: Sounds good to me, Frenchy. Hope you're feeling better, buddy.
1: Feel better, Frenchy.
0: All right.